TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. Hey everybody, Steve Gennaro here for TFC Talk. On the aftermath of a 2-0 victory of, of Toronto FC over Chicago Fire. On June 23rd, Toronto FC hosted the first official Pride Night in support of You Can Play in MLS Works Don't Cross the Line program. And in addition to it being a big night for the team at home, winning again, seventh in a row at home, scoring two goals, free pizza for the fans again, remaining undefeated at BMO Field. It was also pretty much a historic night for Toronto FC uh, in demonstrating, once again, the class of the organization and its and its ideas, uh, not just on what it means to play football, but what it means to be a human being. So well done to Toronto FC and to MLS for all of their work there. And if you go and check out our Instagram feed, at All in Sports Talk, or uh, my Twitter feed, at underscore Gennaro, you can see some of the great photos that uh, Alex Sedesi, who's uh, one, of our, one of our photographers for All in Sports Talk, took of the, you know, the corner flag, the smoke, uh, you know, the, the, the team banner, and the different ways in which Toronto FC commemorated Pride in the Pride events this weekend. But back to the game now where Toronto FC, uh, again, win uh, final full-time 2-0 over New England Revolution. Uh, the starting lineup was a little bit different maybe than most people anticipated. It. Again, coming off a quick turnaround from the 1-1 draw against Montreal in the Canadian Championship, Toronto FC made several changes. Uh, eight, I believe, to be exact. Alex Bono came into net uh, after Irwin had played midweek. And then we saw a little bit of a shift in the, in the back line. Jason Hernandez comes in for Eric Zavaleta. Uh, we still see Morrow. Uh, and you know Mavinga, and we see and we see Drew Moore as well. But then there's a lot of change here. We we got Armando Cooper gets some minutes. Uh, Sabasa Enzo Endo gets some minutes. Sheru comes in, of course, with Michael Bradley being suspended, but also Sheru captains the squad. And then we got Javinko and Altador up top. Even the bench was was a little bit interesting, as you know we we Osorio would later, would later come on as would uh, Ashton Morgan and Jay Chapman. So three Canadians would come on in the second half and get some minutes as the substitutes for Greg Vanny. But we also, again, like I said, uh, you know, saw a, a bit of real rotation. And we see the depth again of this team, just how good and how solid they can be. Two goals uh, scored in this game, one by Drew Moore and one by uh, Sebastian Javinko late in uh, injury time in around the 96th minute for, for, for Javinko. Seals the game, makes it 2-0, and Javinko gets a much-needed goal. been a while since he had scored, and he was feeling you could feel the pressure. or maybe he, he was appearing to be frustrated and feeling the pressure, even though he's continuing to play well. Don't forget, last week against D.C., Javinko set up both of those goals with beautiful assists and you know what he does on the team is magnificent across the board but you know it was it had been coming for a while and you can see the release uh, again come out after he scores that goal and what that means for him going forward we're about to find out as Toronto plays midweek the second leg of the Canadian Championship the Voyagers Cup they're home to, uh, to Montreal BMO Field uh, if they win that uh, as we said uh, on our previous show where we previewed the Canadian Championship if they win that match what that means going forward is uh, you know for the second year in a row they will be the champions uh, of, of the Voyagers Cup and they will represent Canada um, in the CONCACAF Champions League next year if they lose that match to Montreal and again you'll probably be listening to this maybe even after the Canadian Championship then there'll be a one game playoff in August between Toronto FC who are last year's champions and Montreal Impact who would then be this year's champions to determine who would go to CONCACAF Champions League next year representing the country of Canada so there's the midweek match and then uh, then Toronto travels to Dallas to play FC Dallas who are still playing very well uh, having come off their own uh, derby last week playing against Houston Dynamo in the Texas Derby and again still playing very well but not at the level of last year where they were the most dominant team in MLS so Toronto have to be very careful as they go on the road to FC Dallas a very good team and uh, <clears throat> and again 
another week with two games for Toronto FC. So they're in the middle of this big long push, multiple, uh, you know, 16 uh, days, six games over the season. I think right now they're in a span of 19 days, uh, five games, six games again. So Toronto FC getting a really crowded schedule and to complicate things more, although Michael Bradley is back from his suspension, uh, there is some concern uh, that Michael Bradley, Josie Altador, Justin Morrow, Jonathan Osorio, to St. Ricketts, Raheem Edwards, uh, all these players will, will be called to Armando Cooper to the national team duty for the Gold Cup at any moment. So uh, when they go, we're not quite sure. I asked Josie about it, and we asked uh, head coach Greg Vanny about it. You hear that in the audio that follows in a little bit. Uh, we, we're not sure if leave, uh, who will be here for the Canadian Championship. We know for the Voyagers Cup that uh, Canada Soccer has said it will not pull any Canadian players before the Canadian final. Thank you, Canada Soccer, for finally uh, you know doing something the right way. That's an absolutely right decision we don't know what u.s soccer's plans are so you again you may be hearing this after those players have been called and in which case you'll already know the event but uh, going into another busy week for toronto fc the availability of players um is is a bit of an issue luckily for toronto fc again there are not no real injuries to report everybody is healthy and over and above that the squad depth is very strong helping them to get to where they are okay so what follows now is you get head coach greg venny in the press conference after the the two nothing victory versus chicago and then we got a treat for you we got lots of audio we have drew moore we have alex bono we have josie altador you know there's so there's a lot of audio that that follows as well so uh, stay tuned and enjoy again it's all in sports talk it's tfc talk i'm steve Gennaro, and until next time i'll the Reds. Do you think we got the better Bono show here as opposed to the Rogers Center? Uh, well, it was a great save. Uh, I don't think he had a boatload of big saves that he had to make. He covered the goal well, but the one save he made at the end of the game uh, that won us the three points on the night. Otherwise, we would have been taking one. So um, it's a great job by him. Is fair to say he's got the number one job? can say whatever you like. For me, I have two goalkeepers who are competing, and uh, you know we don't have to make a decision today. I think we've got guys who, uh, who in every position, are competing. Right? But for right now, um, for right now, at this moment in time, then you know Alex is the guy we've chosen for for these games. Greg, we've talked before about some of the changes you would have liked to see in Armando's game. Did you see them tonight? Uh, yeah, definitely early on, I thought uh, we were moving the ball well, we were uh, in our shape, we had some good things going, um, and I thought as a group, as a group, we started to get away from some of the things that were really working for us early in the game, uh, getting a little bit too passive defensively, um, <clears throat> you know, moving the ball quickly, uh, maintaining sort of our shape so that we could, we could work the relationships we wanted to work. And just as a group, we started to get away from that, and, and it started to uh, it started to hurt us a little bit. We started losing control of, of the game, field position, possession, things like that. And and so it wasn't uh, just Armando; it was everybody that that kind of led to those moments. And and but generally speaking, Armando, I thought uh, started the game very well. And I think as a group, when we started to collectively missing some of our responsibilities, that it just kind of trickled into everybody. Greg, was it the kind of game that, despite the fact, as you say, you, you kind of had to, uh, the, the team had to kind of rearrange things as you went on, that the team got back and, and, and got the win tonight? Yeah, I thought it was, uh, we've talked about a couple of gutsy performances this year, uh, one in Seattle, one in, in Columbus. Uh, this has to go up there right, right at the top of them, uh, turning around in 48 hours, uh, trying to turn guys around in 48 hours. The guys who started, who played 90 the other day, were great. Um, 
and the guys that we called upon mm -hmm. stepped in and, and did the job for the night so that we could uh, pick up three points. So, um, <clears throat> again, just a gutsy performance by a team that, that goes out and, and does what they have to do to win games. You know, sometimes it looks it looks beautiful, and sometimes it just looks like a, a grind, and everybody does what they have to do on the night. In the first half, you seemed to be dominating not just possession, but you know the, the role of play there. In the second half, it kind of switched around. Did they make changes that you weren't prepared for, or did they do something differently, or was it just tired legs, maybe? Uh, the majority of, of the action and why things changed a little bit, again, was I think we became a little bit passive in our defensive set, and um, guys were giving away just a little bit too much space, losing sort of their their reference points, if you will, and they were able to then connect two guys who were then connecting the ball from one side to the other, and we became we be, we get ourselves in a position where we're doing a lot of of lateral sort of movement and, and across the field. And so, um, I don't necessarily think they did anything so different. I think we got a little bit lax in terms of just getting into a protective position versus being in sort of a proactive defending position. And the end was their team who have a lot of guys who can move around and interchange, uh, and we gave them a lot of time on the ball, and they start to. They become a difficult team to match up with. Greg, you know all about the two games in two, uh, two games in three days. Uh, guys were talking about it going into the game, not not really worried about uh, getting getting us the tie or you know getting the three points in this one. Uh, how much of this one is down to the mentality of not not just going in here for a tie, but really wanting to get three points? Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, especially as the game progresses, um, obviously. This group of players never uh, never goes into a game thinking about drawing the game. They go into the game working to win the game. Uh, even the other night in, in Montreal, we're on the road. I think at the end of the game, we were pushing the game to try to get the result at the end of that game. So this group has one result in mind majority of the time, and that's doing whatever they can to, to come up with a way to win the game. And so um, <clears throat> at the same time, sometimes that means just protecting your goal uh, the best you can. So uh, I just think it's the mentality of the group. and. Uh, it's a great mentality to have, and that's you know right now what's enabling enabling us to stay on top of on top of the league is you know three points are a lot better than one point at the end of the day. Greg Josie's uh, you know, obviously talked about his you know, power and strength up front before and his ability to kind of fend off defenders. Could that work against him on a on a day like today where he was getting mugged sometimes out there? He didn't seem to be getting any calls. Is this sort of that physical style that he has did it work against him today? Uh, Maybe in some calls, but for me, um, when Josie plays like that, he's very difficult to stop. I thought some of the calls were were incorrect. The one that uh, he was pulled back, I think he ended up getting a yellow card. He had goal side position, was trying to break the back line, and this, the center back was holding him from the wrong side. And Josie's trying to shrug him off to get to be able to run, and somehow I don't know how Josie ends up with the yellow card. So uh, if Josie will play strong, big, and physical, that way all the time, I'll take it. I don't care how many fouls he takes over the course of the game. That's an absolute nightmare for a center back to have to, be able to deal with a, a big forward who wants to play physical with you because at some point over the course of 90 minutes, you're going to lose that battle and he's going to end up with a chance or give somebody else a chance. Felix, like Seba let go of some frustration with that celebration. Uh, has he been feeling it lately? I think he's both in training and in these games. Uh, I think he's working incredibly hard to find a way to find the back of the net to, to be able to help the team, you know, get results. And uh, I agree with you, he's, he's uh, you know, in some ways pressing to trying to find that. And 
it's it's good in some ways. Sometimes it, it works against him in some ways. But uh, I do think, as you as you said, when when he scored, that there was a real release of whether it's relief, satisfaction, any of those things, uh, confirmation for the amount of work that he's been putting in uh, for him to get that goal. I mean, he's from being blunt, he's been working harder at training than I've seen him in two or three years, and I think he's he's starting to reap the benefits of that hard work and for him to be able to score late in a game like that I think is just a starting point of him starting to reap the benefits of, of really pushing himself from a physical standpoint. Do you have to kind of ever take the pressure of, of Severo just tell him to, to relax a little bit more because like he's been more than one and two for the past couple of months and he still seems desperate for, for more and more and a little bit tense at times. Yeah for me there's nothing I can say to him that's going to take the pressure off him. Right? He, he, uh, he's a goal scorer. He wants to score goals. You know, one of the things, ways he values himself within the team is to be able to help the team win games, scoring goals, sometimes setting up goals, but he wants to score. And, and for goal scorers, he, uh, he's been able to do it in this league for a while, and, and now it's just about, it's about getting sharp. Hopefully, as he score goals, scores goals, he finds a rhythm. He starts to, uh, you know, to get into a groove, if you will. But coming back from an injury, trying to get your fitness, trying to get your sharpness, Right, trying to get the ball in the back of the net. Those are all things he's working incredibly hard to try to uh, accomplish. And, and you know, for us, it's a great thing. I think Victor worked really hard to get get uh, several some balls into some good spots there at the end. And, and uh, you know, obviously he was able to get one. But hopefully this is just the start of a run for, for Sevo, and that will that'll be a great thing for all of us. Greg, you, you've got a game coming up on Tuesday again. Is this team close to running on empty right now? Uh, no. I mean, I think... Right now, maybe a little bit, but uh, I think we were able to um, rest some guys tonight in the transition of things. We get an extra day of rest, even though we got a less rest coming into this game, we get an extra day of rest going in the other way. Um, we'll take advantage of that. Uh, I think we're playing for a championship, so somewhere down the line you find that energy and you find that emotion to really push yourself. Uh, there might be... I won't give them this excuse, but there might be somewhere down the road where we feel this a little bit in these stretch of three to six games, six games over 19 days. Uh, I don't think it was tonight, and I don't think it will necessarily be in the next one, but hopefully we can stick it out and, and uh, give our best, obviously, in every match that we play. But I think the next one, given that we're playing Montreal, given that we're playing for a championship, I think they'll be ready to go. Greg, you, you changed the uh, system and the formation a little bit through there. Was there any thought before the game that you were going to go with a different system because of you knew you were going to make personnel changes with a quick turnover? Yeah, it was a it was a consideration um, it, for different reasons. One, for clarity defensively, just given the guys that that we felt we were going to put out, we were uncertain too in terms of what guys were going to be able to transition from Wednesday to Friday. Uh, when the guys really came to me and stepped up and said, "I'm in, I'm all in, I'll be ready." Um, the biggest thing was being able to transition the number of center backs. Obviously, Drew and Chris, trying to get them from Wednesday to Friday, um, was the big question and the big ask. Um, but when they said they were they were ready to go and they wanted in, then we knew we could get back to our original shape. Um, I think also sometimes in our in our original shape, we create a lot of problems for teams in terms of the attacking side of things. And so you're always weighing weighing a little bit of. Uh, the benefits, the pros and the cons between making a switch like that. So we ended up switching halfway through the second half, uh, our shape again. I think just when we brought Ash in and we brought Chris out, then we, we made an adjustment, went to a back four, 
try to make our matchups a little bit clearer for everybody um, and see if we couldn't get Victor and Jay into some positions that would create some uncertainty for them. Uh, and I thought we were able to get a little bit more of the game back, get a little bit more possession back, create some attacks. So it worked out. Um, but that was, again, the tactical sort of switch that we did in the game versus before the game. Speak, speaking of shape, in the first half, it looked like Justin Morrow was further up uh, consistently than, than you normally play him there. Um, was there something you saw that you felt you could exploit from New England by, by playing him so uh, far up the pitch consistently? Well, a little bit of it was the group that they put out there. Uh, you know, they, they had, by and large, four center backs, four and a half center backs sort of on the field. Farrell's kind of a hybrid between a center back and outside back. He's playing on the left side. Uh, Woodbury was kind of a hybrid between a center back and an outside back. We didn't think that their outside backs were going to be super aggressive in terms of attack. So in order to get pressure to them, sometimes we had to had to release our wing backs a little bit earlier and a little bit faster. Um, you know, it, it worked out early in the game. We were able to keep them on their heels, win back balls quickly, sustain some of our attacks. It was working against us a little bit when we weren't aggressive as a collective unit, getting pressure to the ball. Uh, and that's sort of when we, we lost a little bit of uh, control of the game in there because um, we were we were passive a little bit in the central midfield, but we were being aggressive on the outsides and we needed to find an appropriate balance there. Greg, a uh, big goal there from Drew in the first half. Can you speak a little bit about how important it's been to have him back on the side these past few weeks and his offensive prowess there? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, on set pieces, Drew has, has always had a knack for being around the goal in the right place at the right time. Uh, not always is it sort of the second phase of something, but uh, he managed to stay up in, in, in the second phase of that attack and get himself into a good spot. But he's a guy in this league who's, who's always sort of had a knack for getting on the end of things in, in set-piece situations, so he's got a good nose for that. Uh, in terms of his value to the team, it's, uh, it's huge. I mean, again, having a guy in the back with leadership capability who understands uh, the system uh, is communicating to everybody around him. It's it's important to have that. He's a guy who, every day in training or every game, he's the first one to put his name or one of the first ones to put his name on on the list of being ready to go out and train or play. It's impossible to get him to tell him to take a day off. And so, uh, you want guys like that. They're competitors, and and you know Drew is again up there at the top of a long list of guys who are or like this in this team. And so, uh, a pleasure to coach because he will do anything you ask him to do. But. As far as his offensive prowess, he just has uh, he has a knack for getting into the right places at the right times. First things for Ashton. Yeah. Last August, what did he get back to It was great. Uh, Ash is a player that when he gets minutes and gets into a rhythm, he can he can do a nice job for you out on the left side. Um, obviously, between JMO and Raheem, and Raheem has been in a very good way. It's just about how to work Ash back into into the equation, just from a minute standpoint, but. I told him over the stretch I wanted to get him going, uh, and I thought he came in. I thought he did a nice job over there, especially defensively, which is, um, you know, a good priority for for Ash in terms of a starting point. He'll get sharper in some of his attacking actions and, and some of his, his passing and final passes. But he, he came on. I thought he did a, a good job for us and and helping us uh, solidify things and what was it back for. I mean, he had to deal with Agadello, who is a big, strong guy, and, and I thought he did a nice job of doing that so to get him going is important also because we're coming up into obviously the, the gold cup stretch where we lose Raheem we potentially lose Justin Morrow uh, so uh, we need Ash running so and, and it was good to get him a chance tonight TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk 
Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of TFC Talk, and thanks for listening to all of our listeners out there. Thanks for your continual listens and downloads. It's hard to believe that in just you know a couple of months since we started TFC Talk in January, we are already over a hundred thousand listeners to this show. That's pretty incredible when you think about it. It's just a show about Toronto, just a show about Toronto FC, just a show about a football club. But what it demonstrates is just the passion of the fans in this city, the supporters, not only here in Toronto but around the globe, and you know just the love for soccer. So thank you very much. Um, you know, TFC Talk is a lot of fun for me. I greatly enjoy it. It's, it's a privilege, and I, I appreciate all of you as listeners. And thanks so much again for helping to support All In Sports Talk, as we have now passed over half a million listeners with All In Sports Talk. Really hard to believe, again, just a little soccer uh, radio station that we started, uh, you know, and now to, to, to see how it's expanded globally and to have all of, the, you know, all of you out there downloading the free app on Google Play or at the App Store and listening 24-7 to free soccer radio. It's pretty incredible and just so grateful and so thankful. And with that, I just want to say again a big shout-out and thank you to XTSC, Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC.ca, who's been a sponsor since day one of TFC Talk and, uh, you know, all in sports talk and helping to keep uh, everything going and keep the lights on, keep the doors open, and helping to keep getting you top-quality sports radio, soccer radio. So make sure you check out Extreme Toronto Sports Club if you're playing any type of recreational soccer in and around the greater Toronto area, uh, for, you know, and, uh, and help support our sponsors who support TFC Talk. And now back to the show. Drew Moore. Drew, big defensive performance tonight, and then on the other side of the pitch, you're putting one in the back of the net. How are you feeling? Tired. Um, that was a good performance. It was a battle. Uh, I think a lot of people on the outside talk about what great players we have, what great talent we have, but we have a bunch of warriors too, a bunch of beasts who are willing to uh, do a lot for this for this club, and um, it's fun to be a part of. Any predictions who might be next in the back line to score? <laughs> uh, we got a lot of guys that can do it, you know, and when, when, when we get the service that uh, uh, that some of these guys are capable of, uh, we, we, we should be able to chip in every once in a while. Unbelievable performance, especially given the short amount of time. Where did you guys find the, the energy and the effort to, to pull away with this really great win? Well, we had a lot of fresh guys out there. Um, we only made eight changes, um, but uh, it's just such a deep team, and, it, and it's a team that uh, has set some some lofty goals for ourselves. And, and, and like I said, we have a bunch of guys that want to grind and, and want to battle. And, and MLS, you, you know, you can't just have have good players, or you can't just be a good team. You have to dig deep. Um, you have to you have to get, you know get nasty sometimes. And uh, everybody in this locker room digs deep. And, and like I said, it's fun to be a part of. Were you feeling it in the second half? A little bit, yeah. Uh, they, you know, they had us under some pressure, which we expected. They're on fresh legs. Um, they're a good team. You have to you have to give them credit. They they move the ball well. Uh, they pull you out of spots sometimes. I thought. Uh, we got stretched a little bit. We were great the first 20 minutes of, of the first half, and, and, and then uh, the, the game started to open up, and that was always going to work against us. But um, we uh, we did the things we needed to, and, and, and Bono made uh, a huge save that probably saved uh, at least two points for us tonight. Two games in 48 hours. you got another huge game in four days. How do you prepare? What do you do? Uh, it, it's kind of unprecedented. So uh, what are you going to do in the next four days to kind of rest up for that? Yeah, it was 48 and a half hours, actually. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, just take care of ourselves. Again, it's, it's a deep team. Um, we made a bunch of changes tonight. Uh, you know, the three guys that stayed had, had, had a bunch of fresh legs around them. And uh, we recover well, and, and uh, we have a championship to win on, on Tuesday night. And we're all extremely excited to, uh, to go and battle for that. You ever do this before? You ever play two 90-minute games within such a short period of time? No, not professionally, not since college. Okay. 
Uh, so it was uh, it tested the uh, tested the legs. TFC talk on all in sports talk. Alex Bonham. Yeah, I feel like we backed it up. Uh, obviously, uh, none of us are happy about the scheduling, but come game time today, that's completely out of our control. Uh, and it's our job as, as professionals to, to get on with the game and, and put our best foot forward. And today, I thought the 10 guys in front of me and the guys that came on were absolutely fantastic. Toronto FC controlled a lot of the tempo tonight. You made a few huge <coughs> saves. Do you feel as though this team's continually getting better each game? Yeah, yeah. I think that we're continuously, uh, you know, Gaining knowledge of the guys we're playing with, you know, make connections with the guys we're playing with, and we, you know, hopefully we just keep going up and up and up. Alex, did you see the, you know, Bunbury? Like, could you read it before? Did you know where he was going to go? Or? Originally, I, I had stepped forward like I was going to come out for the cross, and then it was one of those, uh, old man moments where, uh, you, you know, you realize you're not going to get there, and uh, you see him jumping up for the header, and then you just have to react as best as you can. So, uh, fortunately for me, I, I saw it coming off his head. Uh, really well, and I was able to make the save. Leading up to the game this week, no one in the, in the team is really making excuses despite the, the tough schedule. How much of this result comes down to the mentality of coming out here and getting three points? Huge, huge. It, it speaks a lot to our hunger uh, for playing, for, for winning, uh, for being a successful team. We got you know guys that are really experienced guys that have never played you know three two games in three days, and you know Drew Moore's out there. He's like 35 or something like that, running around 180 minutes in two days. Uh, and you know. Chris was fantastic in both games. You know, he unfortunately had a bow early, but uh, the guys that came off the bench were awesome, and uh, it almost felt like like everyone was fresh going into it. You know, we had a good mentality going in. Uh, the guys recovered yesterday, and and we had a good training session with the guys that didn't, and we had some fresh legs, and uh, we got the win today. TFC talk on all in sports talk. Josie Altador. First 20 minutes, <laughs> we actually played pretty well. Then, uh, you know, they got a hold of the game a bit. We kind of we lost track of our our set defense a little bit and uh, gave them a little bit more time and, and space to run around a bit. But uh, <clears throat> we fought through it, and to be fair, they didn't really hurt us. They didn't get really clear looks until, obviously, the Bono save was huge. Mm-hmm. And other than Kai Kamara's turn and shot, and I thought, you know, we, we did pretty well. With all the changes, too, that Greg made, I think it was eight in total, there seemed to be a fair bit of cohesion. What's that down to? Training, um, you know, we're always on guys. You know, we're all on each other. We get on each other in training. Every day matters. You know, if you want to be a good team, you want to be a big team. You know, good teams are going to play a lot of games, right? That's the idea because you're going to be in more competitions, playing more meaningful games, and do that when you need a deep squad. And I think, I think we've shown it at times this year and again tonight that we have a deep squad. We have a lot of guys that can step in at any time and do a job. How you feeling? Because you had you were mugged out there at times. I mean, with the penalty decision that didn't go your way. The yellow card, which seemed pretty questionable as well, you took quite a beating. How are you feeling physically, and how do you how do you not sort of lash out? How do you sort of maintain your composure and not sort of lose it on people? It is what it is, man. At the end of the day, you know, teams look forward to coming here to play against us and and try to have good games against us. And you know, everybody's always talking about Seba and I, but look, we get everybody's best game all the time. So it's hard to compare numbers and this and that. You know. I'm no, you know, no disrespect to other teams, but it's difficult when every night, you know, you're getting people's best night and to have to, to play at that level and raise the bar sometimes and try to get a result. So it's not easy, but nobody's complaining. You know, we, we love the challenge and, you know, we're here for a reason to try to help transform this club. And I think we're seeing that right before our eyes. How are you doing physically after two games in 14 hours? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, 
I think everybody's, you know, a bit tired, a, a bit run down. But another big one on Tuesday, we're playing for a trophy. When you play for trophies, all that goes out the window. You expecting to be here Tuesday? Or you think you'll get called for to USA before that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Bruce is wanting to do. But for me, my mind's on Tuesday and uh, winning that trophy. Everything else uh, secondary for right now. Josie, as a striker yourself, what did you make of that Drew Moore finish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Drew, man. He has a knack for getting on things. He scored, he scored a couple last year, too, getting on the back post, sneaking in there and getting goals. So he's a guy that's done it his whole career, and uh, he got a big one for us tonight because, you know, we were under it at times, and that goal kind of gave us a little bit of a cushion. And Seba steps up to put the cap on the night. What have you seen from him in these past few weeks? He's kind of a bit of a frustrating figure. Well, it's, like, it's like what I said earlier. I mean, you hear people always talking about around the league about any time we go a stretch, we don't score goals, uh, this, that. It's tough when you get your best, you know, you get their best night every night when you play teams. Teams come here, they've got to circle on the calendar, regardless of what they tell you out here, blah, blah, blah. You see them on the field. You see how you know, their attitude when they come to BMO. So it is what it is. Nobody's complaining. Seba's not complaining. He's working hard. He's up for the challenge. And, you know, Form is temporary. That class he's got, you know, that's permanent, man. That's not going anywhere. Do you relish that, Josie, with that, where almost like it's a fortress here where people are coming to really kind of get it, you guys? It's what we signed up for, man. You know, it's what we signed up for coming to the league. You know with everything that goes into it, there's always a target on your back. So it is what it is. Like I said before, nobody's complaining. We just go tomorrow, go back to work, and, and get ready for Tuesday and go at it again. Did you get an explanation for why you got that yellow? It seemed like a weird decision. He said uh, for our team fouled a bunch, so that's why he gave me the yellow. It is what it is, man. Like I said, I'm used to it now. You know, there's so many little fouls that happen to a game that because of my size or whatever, people don't get the I don't get the call. But it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. So. Joe, sorry to have been asked this already, cool. but do you find do you find reps letting things go with, with guys defending you a little bit more than they were used to? With it? Obviously, you get a right back, but uh, are they able to get a, get away with a few more things maybe than they were in previous seasons? Absolutely, absolutely. I think you know there's a lot of plays, a lot of things off the ball the referees not seeing, and for whatever reason, if I give a little bit, you know, if I try to just play tough a little bit, I always seem to be the one getting getting in trouble for it. But like I said before, man, it is what it is. It's not going to change. It's on us to to adapt to it. It's always going to be on us to adapt to situations. Nobody's going to do us any favors.
Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co-ed, men's and women's recreational leagues across the city. Scarborough, North York, Downtown Toronto, indoor and outdoor turf soccer, co-ed volleyball and ball hockey leagues too. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca, xtsc.ca. TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. All In Sports Talk, 24-7 Sports Talk Radio. TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. TFC Talk with MLS and TFC journalist Steve Gennaro. TFC Talk is what you've been waiting for. More Toronto FC every single week. Practice reports, one-on-one interviews with players, coaches, executives, club alumni and insiders, and match day coverage of Toronto FC. 
TFC Talk can be heard on All In Sports Talk's free app or tune-in station and is simulcast on Waking the Red. You can also listen to past episodes of TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk's iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud channels. Be sure to follow Steve on Twitter at underscore S Gennaro and listen to TFC Talk every week. Up the Reds! Up the Reds! Up the Reds!